Let's learn from the ones who make us beautiful. They help us regain our wonderful. Giving us good dogs that make us say to you, welcome to the good life, yeah, this is so powerful. Sit down, relax, and take notes. What you eat today will be your push-ups. A wake-up call to all your dead dreams. Listen up now and say bye to your evil day. Hi everyone, welcome to a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful episode of the Beauty Care Pod. We have the second Jennifer in our midst today. We have um, Jennifer Rosenblum as our first guest. And then today we are having Jennifer Dover um, with us today. Um, she has been an award winner on the Skin Games. She has also been a judge um, multiple times and she will also be a judge at the Skin Games this year. So... We are so excited to have Jennifer with us today, and I mean, we are super, super pumped that you could take the time to chat with us on Beauty Care Pod. Welcome, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Good day. Um, thank you for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. And especially to reconnect with you guys. I mean, it's been a while since I've spoke to you, Tulu, and you know, now that you're married and have a little one, so it's good to be here. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, could you please introduce yourself and your business to our listeners? Sure. My name is Jennifer Dover, and I've been a licensed esthetician for almost 14 years. And I have a studio in Charlotte that, of course, I practice, you know, I do a lot more clinical work, but I do all pretty much all types of treatments that are allowed within my scope of practice. Um, and my business name is Luminosity Skin Boutique in Charlotte, you know, North Carolina. So um, that is my business, or that's my studio name. Okay, great. So um, we know that you are definitely an esthetician, right. and we know that you um, are passionate about your work. But we want a backstory to that. Like, yes. How did you become an esthetician? Well, you know, I worked as a nurse for almost 16 years. And I actually, you know, in my 30s, I mean, I started seeing an esthetician as well. Not that I had any skin challenges, but I just wanted to maintain and start working on anti-aging on myself. And my last two years working in nursing were with a dermatologist group. And I started seeing, I mean, you know, there were challenges with people's skin. And back in that day, it was a lot like it can be now, medicine, 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 medicine. And there's a lot of side effects to some of these things that these kids take or, you know, adults can take to treat certain conditions. And I, I decided to take a different, you know, I'm like, I don't think that, you know, I mean, it led me to want to help more people, but strictly with skin instead of other ways. Um, so that kind of pushed me into, you know, I'm like, there's gotta be a different way to help people other than just slapping them all on medicine. Mm -hmm. So with that being, with that being said at 40, yeah, I was mm -hmm. an old goat when I went back to school mm -hmm. and, um, so I was, yeah, I was 40 and I went back to skincare school okay. and graduated in, oh, whatever. 2000 something yeah. early to, you know, early mid 2000s. Um, but that's, that's my journey that led me there. Okay. 
Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. You're quite welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you grow your practice before entering the skin games? How was it like for you? Well, I entered the skin games on a wing and a prayer, not really knowing anything about much of it except for what I had read. And, but prior to that, um, I mean, because that was in 2018, so I'd already been pretty much a seasoned esthetician at that time. Before the, in the very beginning, I mean, you know, a lot of us back in the day went on to, you know, Groupon or what have you when you first start out. You know, I've been on my own for almost 11 years, but I worked, when I first got out of school, I worked for a med spa that really, that, that didn't make it. It was during the first, you know, back in 2009, 2008, that recession. And so they closed and, um, but I just, you know, I had an opportunity to work for myself to start doing that. And, you know, I had a certain budget and I'm like, let's get creative, you know, reach out to, you know, places like the art schools to help me with my budget on, um, you know, creating my logos and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, so like I said, in the beginning, you know, I, you know, I ran a Groupon just to get clients in the door. Um, I networked with other, you know, hairdressers, other estheticians to practice things on and we bartered, you know, and then whoever was good with this might send me this, you know, client, or it was good in the beginning too, because I worked in a multi, you know, like one of the spa salons, the sweet type, the sweet types and, um, the hairdressers a lot would refer people to me and then it would just build upon that. And then also, you know, me going with creating these little postcards and, you know, sending out mailers to resident at whatever address kind of going old school, you know what I mean? Because that was 2010. So, and now here we are in 2022, which seems like a stone age ago, but, you know, um, so basically, you know, between either in the early days of doing those Groupons that you don't make much money on, but you, you know, I had a pretty good retention rate from that. So I built on that. And then with other you know, the other stylist in my community and then with other friends and through church, things like that. You know, I mean, I would offer like here, mm-hmm. you know, this discount for frontline workers, this discount for healthcare workers, you know, just different incentives to help build my practice. Okay. Great, great, great stuff. So, um, I want to believe, um, um, after entering the skin games, it's improved your business. And especially yes. coming out as a, as a first place winner. Yeah. yeah. Well, it did so because um, at that point, people, um, there were people at the show in San Ramon that throughout the week or after winning had, had reached out to me to do the 99 work, you know, such okay. as trade show. Yeah. To work for companies, you know, doing um, the big trade show markets, as you well know. Um, with that being said, so so I spent a couple of two or three years or so until, you know, COVID came, you know, being an educator for a certain line and then, you know, being, like I said, it was all 1099 work. But it was beautiful because I could still keep my studio here and work, 
but like, you know, once or twice a month, go and work at a show and for two or three days and see all my other SC besties, you know, across the country that I couldn't get to see. But mm-hmm. that was a, that to me was really good because I like to be able, I'm a people person and I like to be around other people in my industry, especially, you know, mm-hmm. and ones that you don't get to see very often. So that, that's how I think it opened more doors for me. You know, mm-hmm. um, when I came home, I actually got in touch with one of the local news stations and I wanted to tell, you know, and I pitched the story to them wow. about clean skincare, you know, about things that you don't need to buy and things you need mm-hmm. to buy. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I was on a local news station speaking about that, but of course I had different pro skincare lines out there on the table. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. so that actually kind of, I did have, I did have a little bit of pickup from that, from that show. Well, awesome. but you know, you have to put yourself out, you have to push yourself because if you win something like that, local people don't really know that. Mm, right. True. Not as much as the esthetician world knows it. Mm-hmm, exactly. Okay. So uh, while you were speaking, you talked about uh, COVID, um, what happened during uh, the COVID period, especially when it was like high up there. So what, aside COVID, has been a major challenge in your practice and how did you overcome it? COVID has been the challenge. And I, <laughs> well, it truly has been. Um, I mean, you know, because there's so many changes in the world with it, you know, we all know that mm-hmm. it changes day to day and it changes a lot in the States mm-hmm. um, from state to state. And then within that, you have to follow the County rules you know, all of these kind of rules. So, um, actually we were pretty fortunate in my state that when we went back to work, um, we weren't limited to our clients wearing masks. So we were able to, in my state, we were able to do everything, you know, we didn't, we weren't limited to just doing lashes. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how I'll be honest. We got lucky on that one. We really did. Mm -hmm. So, but of course, I mean, we had to wear the mask and I also, I'm like Mm -hmm. being a former nurse, I'm, Sometimes when I'm doing things, certain services, or especially in the beginning of COVID, you know, I wore a shield as well. In the beginning, you have to take all these measures to ensure extra cleaning. So you'd have to, I would have to block off Mm -hmm. extra time to clean every Mm -hmm. touch point, which I do, but, you know, to really make sure the, the things that you don't realize that you're, that could be susceptible to people touching and not realizing, but, and, um, so, you know, you'd have to block extra time between your clients and, mm-hmm. you know, it was really kind of wild because when we were allowed to go back to work in North Carolina, um, part of 2020 was decent and part of 2021 was decent, but I think the more that goes on with, with the virus, that it maybe might worry some people and they, you know, it goes up and down right now, you know? Um, so with that being mm-hmm. said, you know, because some people are still, you know, not comfortable coming out, all that kind of stuff. 
Right. One of the big things that too, I mean, one of the big things actually has been the supply chain. And I, I, I know that you guys know about that. So, um, and when you don't, we can't get products when they're, you know, out of stock and we know why. Yeah, so true. And, you know, therefore, if you can't get your products because of X, Y, Z reason, then you, mm. you know, you can't sell your retail. You, um, you don't have it to sell. It's not available. And then it, sometimes it, you can't get your back bar products and then you can't do a particular service that people want. But mm, that's been a, that's to me been the biggest challenge during this, you know. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. It's really changed um, the way a lot of things work. Yes, like, it has. Yes. For some people, it was way worse. And you know why? <laughs> and for some, people, I wanted to go back to. I wanted to go much. back to the way it. I do. <laughs> I really do. I want twenty nineteen to be back. <laughs> Okay, so is there something you wish you had known before you became an institution? Um, I wish I would have had a good mentor. You mm. know, I mean, okay. I had, I had a mentor or two, but I feel like that I was not. I felt like I could do more on my own. Actually, you know what I mean. So I feel like that, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, kind of going out there and taking, of course, we have to have continuing education in our state every year, every state mm-hmm. is different. But okay. um, so, you know, actually, I learned a little bit more by kind of going out and doing different classes myself and, you know, paying a mentor just to kind of uplift me was that was good. I needed the motivation. But then again, mm-hmm. I'm like, OK, you're motivating me, but. I'm having to, I need to still go and learn physical things to do and machine work and take classes. So, but yeah, I think having a good mentor early in your career and always keeping, and always keeping that mentor and and staying in touch with your peers, Mm -hmm. you know, staying in Mm -hmm. touch with your peers makes a big difference because we can always bounce ideas off Mm -hmm. each other. Okay. Well, those are those are really valid points, and I mean that's why we have um, a lot of Facebook groups for estheticians, um, where estheticians can easily interact, talk with each other. And I Just have noticed ideas. that I think sometimes estheticians are usually shy to, I mean, say some things in those um, groups. But I don't think uh, people really need to be shy about talking in a group that is meant for institutions. If you check some of the places where people are active, you always see the same set of people being active over and over and over again. That's true. And um, on certain pages, I've seen that. You're correct. And sometimes, you know, there's keyboard warriors who just kind of hide behind it and say what they want to say. And sometimes that's, you know, a little bit of snarkiness, but... You know, I don't pay attention to that, you know, so mm-hmm. that, I mean, I'm, I look at a lot of these things and there's certain pages where I drop down my, you know, my, my opinion, but of course it's not a rude opinion. It's just mm-hmm. opinion. It's my belief on what I think about the, the question that's in the group. If that makes any sense, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. The other side of things about the mentor is what's going to make me ask this question. Um, are there some people 
in the skincare industry, the professional skincare industry that you look up to? And if that's the case, who are those oh, people? Oh, Oh, that's a tough one because I have a lot of people. Um, I look, I think Christine Heathman is someone who has blazed the trail for us. Um, and okay. by reading a lot about her in the years past, um, led me to have that as my main line. Um, there have been other, um, oh, there's so many out there. Um, you know, Rosenbloom, Rosenbloom, well, you know, I mean, she's a go-getter and she can lift you up and, you know, say, go, 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 do it. You can get it. I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's several out there, you know, and honestly, I don't want to forget anybody, but there, um, Chris Campbell actually was Chris Campbell's somebody who's pretty, pretty, pretty smart. You know, she worked in an, um, a lab, okay. you know, she owns Hale and Hush, the brand Hale and Hush. And, um, she's a pretty smart cookie. Uh, mm -hmm. because working in an FDA lab, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you are going to be smart mm -hmm. when you are making the products there. Um, so she was very good with mm -hmm. a lot of that teaching. Um, and Michael Poulace mm -hmm. is very good on teaching ingredient and, you know, making sure about the actual ingredients. Mm -hmm. Um, he was my moderator in the skin games, mm -hmm. you know, so, but a lot of, there's a yes, lot of yes. people that I look up to and how they do things. And, um, I also like, um, I love everything about California skin supply, you know, about how they're, you know, it's a woman owned business, a family owned business, multi-generational, you know, what they bring to the table is pretty cool too. Awesome. So I was going to ask, what is your motivational force? What keeps you going? What keeps me going? My faith. My faith. <laughs> my faith keeps me going. Awesome. My faith awesome. in God right now. My Great faith in God that. keeps me going because when there's struggles in life, I mean, my view is he is our almighty father. And when there are struggles in life, okay. you know, I can find peace when... I have my meditation and my time with him. Mm -hmm. mm. Wow. Awesome. So is there any advice or encouraging words you have for upcoming estheticians out there? Yes. Like I said, um, if you can find someone who is willing to mentor you, uh, spend a little bit of time, you know, spend okay. a little bit of time, spend time networking, go to as many if you're able to afford to go to some trade shows, definitely go to trade shows. Uh, you and take classes at those trade shows because you will not learn okay. unless you go outside okay. of your world and network with other people. And the, one of the best ways to do that is through a trade show because, you know, you can learn, you get your education, oh. and then you're down on the trade show floor. You're sampling different products and getting different treatments. But Going through that, mm -hmm. you know, and even if your state requires you to have continuing education or not, take it. You're never too old to learn. I didn't, you know, I didn't become oncology certified until what? 
2019. So, you know, you have to keep going. You have to always, in my view, you always need to continue your education however you can, be through a mentor, be through taking classes, and also, you know, following your, your peers, working with your peers and bouncing ideas off each other. But you, you know, you need to, I think that in today's world, all, all honesty, if it's possible, I wish a lot of skincare schools would offer a business course for when you get out of school. Oh, that's, cool idea. That, yeah, because that's um, one of the reasons why uh, the Skin Games also created a group for people who needed more business ideas. But I'm not sure it has been very active because of a lot of work we've been putting into the Skin Games. But I'm sure that is something the Skin Games is looking into, having a, a, a mastermind where people can discuss how to run businesses better and more successfully, especially since... Um, most estheticians don't learn the core of that in Correct. aesthetics. They don't. And that's exactly why, um, you know, so we were at, um, yeah, I do. I think that because I know that I have friends who are actually judges this year in the skin games. Um, and I'm also able to, um licensed to be an instructor, but it's, you know, there's a part of me after hearing a couple of my friends that were instructors, like these girls can learn all these aesthetic skills, but they don't know what to do when they get out because the school's, the school's curriculums mm, sure. don't seem to include much of that, you know, mm-hmm. which is why I think it's going to be good at the skin mm-hmm. games this year, because with the live demo fair, there will be a couple of schools that, you know, a, a fair amount of students are going to be able to come into. And they can, that's that right there is a, an opportunity for them just to, as a student, to go in, you know, into a small and not be overwhelmed sure. like it, you know, an ICESC, you know, at a Vegas show or something that can be overwhelming for a student. But something like this can be really easy and, you know, and simple for them. So, but yeah, the business part of it, I just, I do. I wish the schools could implement a a business protocol, so to speak, or a business course within your program. Um, What are um, some great skincare advice that you do give some clients that um, you keep giving more people than um, you would, I mean, I don't really know how to place the question, but like, are there some skincare advice you see yourself giving to your clients more often? And what okay. are those advices? Um, that's an easy one. Number one, never go to bed with makeup on. Always. I don't care how tired you are. I don't care how tired you are because <laughs> I get tired real easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm an old I'm an old goat here, so. But, but anyway, um, never go to bed without your with your makeup on. We know the damage that will do. Mm-hmm. Um, it leads to a lot of things, and people sure. don't want to know that. Especially people with lash extensions. If you don't take care of those, you know, you're going to get the little bugs on your, you know, the little mites. But it's just a nasty feeling, and it's not good for your skin. Um, also. Also, always drink, Mm -hmm. try to drink as little caffeine as you can because that dehydrates you. And when you're dehydrated, you know, when you're dehydrated, you, your skin is not going to respond 
to treatments as well. Mm. And, and what and what gets me mm-hmm. is when, of course, we all talk about sun protection. You know, what's the number one product? What's the number one product? You know that you that you always recommend mm-hmm. for everyone, and for me, it's always sunblock. And I try to really, mm-hmm. really educate them on the yeah. proper types, because there's some that have been pulled off the market, as we well know. Finally, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I try to let them know to use the right ones, which is the zinc oxide based, the mineral sunblocks. Um, mm-hmm. And they are like, well, but mm-hmm. I'm not in the sun. I mean, I'm just in the car, you know, all these other little things that they try to say, but I'm not outside. And I'm like, you know, okay, well, you're driving, right? Notice, notice do you notice more pigment on the left mm-hmm. side of your face? Yeah. Okay. That's a reason you need to use it. Mm-hmm. And of course, snow. Do you ski? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, the sun is reflecting off that snow. Little things like that. You know, so sunblock is the best thing. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like, don't go to bed with makeup mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. and whatever, whatever routine that your esthetician puts you on. Hopefully it's a decent routine. Mm-hmm. That's not overwhelming for you and stick to it, stick to it. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Tips. Thank and you for those tips. We hope um, the non-professionals who are listening to this are going to stick to that because these tips are especially for you. These are tips that I know that Estes always keeps saying. Over it always comes up in the discussions every single time. And they're simple. Time. They're simple, so, basically. Thank you. So, Jennifer, we would like to know five things people barely know about you. Oh. <laughs> well, let's see. <laughs> Um, what do they barely know about me? Well, I'm a huge music fan. So a lot of people do know that, but my playlist probably, my well, playlist probably goes okay. from Frank Sinatra to the Beastie Boys. So, but I think, I mean, mm-hmm. I definitely can say that probably <laughs> Prince is my, my man. Um, so I love Prince. He's probably he's probably my number one up there um, when it comes okay. to music. And um, uh. I am a great devoted animal lover. You know, I love nature. I love animals and nature. Um, I sometimes can be too much of an empath. <laughs> You know, which can be great, and sometimes that can be a little much. But oh, let's see. Well, I I come from. You know, I have actually. It's just me and my brother left. Well, I have a thirty-one-year-old son who's married and has started his life, but you know, away. But okay. so it's just me and my brother now. You know, my mom passed away at nineteen, and my sister. I'm sure you might remember Tulu that um, my sister passed shortly before I went to the skin games. So, but, you know, I just cherish my relationship with my brother, even though he's far away. Um, that's really kind yeah. of a hard, yes, well, it's, really really kind of a hard question to ask about <laughs> which five things don't people know about you. If people look at your social media, they kind of know about you, but... Um, you know, I'm not shy, but I've learned how to listen 
with my eyes, if that makes sense. That's a good piece awesome. of advice. Awesome. I, I kind of came out with that in my own, you know? Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> So, I mean, we have to say another big thank you to you again for being able to spend time with us on the Beauty Care Pod. I mean, this has been so interesting and we are sure that the listeners definitely enjoyed this one also. Yes, I really had fun. Thank you, thank you so much, time. Jennifer. My day had been like going down, but you kind of lifted my spirit with the advice, tips, you know, um, what um, being an institution has been like for you over the years. And you've been practicing for so long. That's so cool to know, too. So, yes, thank you so much. You guys so are much. so welcome. And I, I really appreciate the opportunity for this. Um, and I think what you're doing with your um, podcast is a good thing. I think it's a very good thing to connect other estheticians with each other, you know, to connect estheticians in our community to hear different standpoints, you know? Sure, sure. So um, thank you to our listeners who have listened up to this point. And in case you know someone out there who would be able to connect to Jennifer's story, please make sure to share this podcast with them and with any of your other industry friends who would also love to listen to another great esthetician story. Thank you very much. And we'll see you guys again next week from Tolu and for Light. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.